Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, a show where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects your well-being. You may have noticed that some of the stories so far in this season are a bit heavy, and it's because they are. Breaking the cycle isn't supposed to be easy or fun all of the time. So let's take a short break from these stories and do a recap. What does breaking the cycle even mean? What are some of the ways to recognize your life isn't working? What are some myths when it comes to breaking the cycle in your own life? And perhaps most importantly, what role does money play in all of this? Before we begin, I am super excited to share a new free guide teaching you how to calculate your enough number. As in, what does it cost to live a version of the life that you love and is not based on anyone else's version of success? To download the guide, head to beyondthedollar.co slash enough. All right, get ready, grab a seat, and let's go beyond the dollar. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this mid-season recap. If you haven't listened to any of the stories so far in this season, I highly recommend going back, scrolling up through podcast app or wherever you're right now and downloading one and then going ahead and listening to those. In this episode, we're going to talk about the term breaking the cycle, what it really means, then why it can be both challenging and fun and really how money plays into it. So let's first talk about the term breaking the cycle. So a dictionary definition is basically you're creating a series of steps or actions to end a pattern that you've repeated that are harmful or it's somehow negative behavior. So it could be like you're quitting smoking. It could be that you're trying to get out of debt. So these are all things that you're doing to break the cycle in some form in your own life, right? It can be much more dramatic than that, of course, in some of the stories that you've heard so far in this season. But ultimately, any change that you're doing to better your situation or that's more positive is really essentially breaking the cycle. In some of the stories you've heard so far this season or even reading the news or different kinds of media, you may have noticed that some of these stories are kind of dramatic in the sense of like, oh, I noticed something's wrong and then I made a change and yay, happily ever after. Of course, that is not the case in real life. Some of these aha moments, so to speak, or some of the steps that people have taken can take a long time and even just to admit that something's wrong. And then when it comes to taking these action steps are like tiny, tiny things that can happen over a number of months or a number of years. So for example, Ashley Evans, who already came on the show, realized that she no longer wanted to be in the Navy. And that really happened over a series of years. Or Hazel Ortega, who's going to come on in the next episode, wanted to literally get out of her neighborhood. Like it was filled with poverty, gangs, drugs, you name it. I really thought I was destined for a life of financial struggle. And I'm sure the rest of my family also felt the same way. Like, that's just the way it is. We're poor. The only rich people we knew were the people that we saw on television. We didn't know anyone that had a swimming pool. I never went to anybody's house that was actually a house and not an apartment. So it was just, we're born poor. We're going to die poor. Statistically, 60% of people that are born in poverty die in poverty. That's just because it's like surviving low expectations, right? Nobody expected me to be successful. And my friends were in the same situation. So how can you expect that one other person can do it? You don't even think it's possible. As I'm sure you could tell from that clip, it took Hazel a number of years, mentors, people watching out for her and helping her for her to get out of that neighborhood. 
and to achieve the wealth that she has right now. So I'm really, really excited for you to hear that story. A big myth about breaking the cycle or making changes in your life is having to do with the fact that your life sucks or there's some really negative thing that's happening. That's not always the case. It can be really a matter of you just wanting more for yourself or you're realizing, okay, the life I'm living is fine, but it's not really what I truly want. I left my government job, which I got when I was 22, and I grew up in a government town. And it is so the story that you are told is get a job in the government and you are set for life right? Like you will make solid income, you would have to do something horrendous to get fired. So you're kind of set for life, you'll retire with a pension and health benefits. I like was making the decision as to whether or not I was going to leave for a job in the private sector. And that alone, I remember having a lot of concerns because I'm like, everything is kind of okay. Like my life isn't horrible. But I wasn't happy. And when I say I wasn't happy, what I really recognized was that I wasn't growing anymore. And so it wasn't like, oh, I'm unhappy because I'm feeling really entitled and I want something better or more money or something like that. I really, truly value being challenged and learning and growing. So again, it was that thought of, am I being ungrateful? What is wrong with me that I can't just go along with this? So that was Kate Flanders. She was on in the season premiere talking about leaving a job that was very steady. And for many people, that's great, right? Ultimately, there's nothing wrong with what you want. Of course, right? As long as it's not illegal and you're not harming anyone. So if you notice in yourself, okay, something's just a little bit off on the outside, it doesn't look terrible, but I'm still not happy or satisfied, so to speak, that can be a catalyst for making some changes. Now let's go back to the idea of breaking the cycle, not being dramatic, where you just go, okay, I recognize something's wrong. I'm going to do something. And now great, happy ending, right? Of course not. Breaking the cycle is a series of steps. So it's not one giant dramatic episode. You're like bust through a wall and then that's it. It can take years. And that's why a lot of people, I believe, feel very unmotivated or demoralized in the sense when they're trying to make these changes or planting the seed, so to speak, it feels like nothing is happening. And so what I do want to say to that is when you're making changes, Think of it as doing it for yourself. Think of it as a declaration of, okay, I am worthy enough to make changes in my life. And then leave it at that. So just as an example, Ashley Evans reported some of the sexual harassment she'd faced during her time in the Navy, really so she can sleep at night. I ended up reporting it, but I definitely didn't do it for him or for anyone I did it so I could sleep at night, so I could look myself in the mirror because it was ruining my life. It was ruining my biological, physiological functions. I wasn't sleeping. I was eating weird. I was crying in the middle of the day. People don't report because they're trying to get back at someone. They're doing it because they just want some shot of fairness and equality and justice. And they just want to say, I didn't get that. And ultimately for her, she also did it for others, hoping that other women or marginalized groups in the Navy can feel more courageous to speak up, or even her story is one of many that can change what is going on in the Navy. And so in this sense, right, when you're breaking the cycle, it can be for yourself and then ultimately for others. Maybe your story, hope 
in a way, is like a lesson learned or a warning for others to hopefully change their path in a more positive direction. And really, to be very, very frank, what you're doing might not work. The result you're hoping for might not work. And I just want to stress that. And when this happens, it doesn't mean that all of your effort has been for nothing. It just means that what is happening or what has happened is not something you expect. You are still getting what you need. You're still learning what you need to learn. It's just a different lesson than you thought. So for example, Emily Guy Birkin that came on, she ended up fighting her stepmother for some of what she was owed in her father's inheritance. The system is not set up to necessarily fix things for it to be right unless you have the stamina and the money to keep it going. My sister and I, in fact, only settled for the $250,000 for our aunt, plus our legal fees, plus a little bit of padding. I ended up getting $8,000. So that's all I got from my dad's estate. My dad was worth $5.5 million when he died. I know, it's still a crazy story. And the cool thing is there's been so many positive reactions to it in terms of listeners saying, okay, you know what? Because of this story, I'm actually going to look into estate planning, which is absolutely wonderful. Now, just to clarify what happened with her aunt is Emily Guy Birkin's aunt has cerebral palsy and her father wanted her to have $250,000 so that she can be taken care of. And so that's really what that is. So Emily ended up fighting for her aunt for legal fees so she can basically pay off that $80,000 and then a little bit. So yeah, she didn't necessarily win air quotes in the sense that she got most of that inheritance, but she did learn or she did find some closure in that story in the sense that she did not have to deal with her stepmother anymore. And she did get some money from that inheritance. Now, let's pivot to the role money plays into breaking the cycle. Because to not even talk about money is doing you a disservice. Because the truth is you need money. Money is important in a lot of ways. And you need access to it in order to get the time, the resources, all of those things in order to make your changes. So for example, Kate Flanders knew that when she was transitioning from a government job to a corporate job and ultimately freelancing, she needed to have some reserves so that when she transitioned careers, she was able to be like, okay, well, I still have money to pay my living expenses in case things don't work out, right? There's a safety net, especially if you know or believe that you're gonna make less income or none at all. Like Ashley, for example, because she ended up taking a year off to travel, to give herself some breathing room and really for her mental health. And she ended up using a service, I believe called BetterHelp to process all of that had happened while she was in the Navy. So she was really, really thankful that she was able to have access to that resource, basically with the money that she had saved. Or it could even be that, okay, maybe there isn't a dramatic shift. Maybe your income is the same, but your expenses suddenly have to go up, right? Like Emily, going back to Emily's story, is she needed to pay lawyer's fees. So she was essentially still earning the same amount. Her sister was assuming still earned the same amount, but 80 grand over a number of three years is still pretty big chunk of money. It is no small change. So all of these things need money. So the question really is, how are you going to pay for these changes? How are you going to prepare for an income dip or having to shell up more money for something? 
I get it. Money can be boring. Talking about numbers and spreadsheets and all those things are boring. And I'll let you in on a secret. Sometimes I think money can be boring too. But I choose to look at it beyond the numbers or, you know, hey, beyond the dollar, the name of this show, right? In terms of what can money provide for you? Or what is the purpose of the money that you're going to use or that you're going to earn? And I'm going to argue that that's even more important than the numbers itself and the money itself. Because if you're trying to change and it's important enough that you need to spend money to do it, then think about how you're going to allocate your existing resources and think about how you're going to earn more money in order to serve that purpose or that intent that you're trying to do. And I I just want to be clear, it might not even mean that you need to make more money. Maybe your income is great. It's fine enough. It just really means pooling what resources you have in a different way. Or if you don't make enough income to make these changes, it's taking that time to seek out resources so that you may not have to spend as much money or of your own money in order to make these really, really important life changes or breaking the cycle in your life. The point is money offers opportunities like space, time, and resources in order for you to manage your energy or to divert your energy into other things or different actions. So for example, Jackie Lambert, her house ended up burning down and she had to fight her insurance companies for eight months. And during that time, she had to find somewhere to live, right? She had extra living expenses. What was really great was her friends actually got together and helped pull together a GoFundMe account, as you'll hear in this clip. Theoretically, insurance did come through eventually, but it took a long time for that money to be delivered to us. We did have to pay for the first month's rent, last month's rent, and deposit out of pocket. The good news is that some previous coworkers of mine put together a GoFundMe. I remember when they did that, it was a day after the fire, thinking, I don't know why they're doing that. Like, I'm not going to need that money because insurance will come through. But I'm really glad that they did. That money went into a special bank account that I opened just for the fire. I pulled from that bank account a lot before insurance money ever came. So the great thing about this is not that her friends paid for her living expenses. (laughs) That's not the point. But it was really that she can worry about other things like paying for a public adjuster to help her recover the money that she was owed from her insurance company, and really just giving her breathing room so that her and her husband could move into this apartment, get the furnishings kind of so that they can adjust to a new way of living temporarily. Another example is Miranda saved some money for her son's college expenses. So this is a previous episode as well. And her and her son were discussing colleges and she basically wasn't pressuring him to go to a Ivy League school. And so he is most likely going to graduate debt-free because he's going to a community college and to a career that he probably really will be excited about. And so it's helping him start off on the right foot. So now all of this being said, what can you do with your money to break the cycle? As unsexy as this sounds, start with the basics. And you're going to roll your eyes at me that's totally fine. You probably read like tons of books on how to track your spending, how to create a budget, all of those things. But the reason so many people teach it, it is because it is the foundation for you to have more solid financial footing so that it does free up things like space, time, and resources for you to make changes. So things like tracking your spending, 
looking at your numbers and not judging yourself, becoming more self-aware. All of those things are really, really important to start breaking the cycle. I do have a seven-day money challenge that just was over, but it's on Instagram at the end of the dollar. There are seven journaling prompts that you can use to help you figure out how you feel about money and to start taking actions in order to improve your financial situation, whatever that is. And ultimately, you also want to find a support system or places where you can learn shame-free, judgment-free, all those things in order to experiment with different things like, oh, what would happen if I automatically saved money in my savings account? Or what if I asked questions about my employer-sponsored 401k plan? All of those things. And the really cool thing is you can turn to places like Google, right? Online searches. An upcoming guest, Carter Cofield, did just that. He was a teen. He Googled how to save money and he ended up putting that money in a, a savings account of sorts. And that really was the trajectory of him going to college, graduating pretty much debt-free and starting his own business. It's just an amazing story. Cannot wait for you to hear that. Now, again, I will not lie and say that it is going to be easy to start with the basics or that you're going to get to where you need to be quickly. If any of these stories you have heard so far in this season, you know that it's not true. And for me, it took me four years of side hustling before I even felt comfortable leaving my job. A lot of that was really mindset, but ultimately it took four years for me to make that change. But I do know that if your intentions are pure and you are willing to put in the work and to experiment and fail and try again, you're going to get to where you need to be, even if it's not at the destination that you believe that you'll arrive at. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I cannot wait for you to hear the rest of the stories in this season. If you like this episode, please, please, please share with a friend. It's going to help spread the mission of what we're trying to do here at Beyond the Dollar, which is to have more deep and honest conversations about how money affects your well-being. And if you're interested in figuring out what your enough number is, that number that you need to have each month or every year in order for you to live the life that you really want, Again, go to beyondthedollar.co slash enough to download that. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. And until next time, keep living beyond the dollar. Thank you so much for listening and on Beyond the Dollar. If you like what you heard, please share with a friend. It'll help share the mission of what we're trying to do, which is to have more deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. So tag them on Instagram when I post up in the dollar or send them a link, whatever you want to do to spread the mission of what we're doing around here. Now, if you feel that putting money towards the things that really matter is a challenge for you, feel free to download the Value Space Spending Guide. So what it is, is you're going to be able to gain clarity around what matters most to you in life, be able to name your most important values, and how we can start putting money towards those things. So to download the Value Space Spending Guide, go to beyondthedollar.co slash values. So thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Dollar. By the way, thank you to Donovan Durant again for providing this awesome theme song.